Hello and welcome back. My name is Gaia and tonight we talk about tulips. Its name comes from the Persian word Delband. And if you're anything like me, I know exactly what you were thinking because I thought it too. Even if you squint your eyes and pulled your ears, the word tulip doesn't sound anything like Delband. <laughs> I mean, if we think of other foreign words that also crossed into English, like the Tamil word mangai, that sounds like mango, sure, if you corrupt it. Or the French words don't de lion, that sounds like dandelion, sure. But delbond and tulip. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it turns out, this ain't the point. The idea was never for the two words to sound similar, but that they reference each other. You see, delbond in Persian, means turban in English. Because it was thought that tulips looked like upside-down turbans. But the most interesting thing in all of this is the mere fact that tulips can be traced to Persia, or what we now know as modern-day Iran. Because despite all the quick mental connections we make between tulips and the flat Netherlands, Tulips are actually native to the mountains of Central Asia, a region that includes countries like Turkmenistan that borders Iran. Indeed, it's thought that it's because of its mountainous origins that tulips need a period of cold dormancy before they can bloom. And when they bloom, On their home turf in Central Asia, tulips inspired stories of deep, passionate, undying love. But it wasn't until they came to the Netherlands that love started to get very expensive. You see, in the 1630s, the Dutch fell obsessively in love with tulips. So much so, the prices soared to extreme heights and their buying frenzy was later nicknamed Tulip Mania. It lasted between December 1636 and February 1637. And prices were indeed manic. Indeed, as an example, one of the most expensive receipts on record was for 5,000 guilders for one tulip bulb. For context, this means that the price of one tulip was equivalent to a well-appointed house. There were also receipts found for 300 guilders, which back then was the average annual salary of a master craftsman. There were even records of speculative buying, where receipts for the same bulb changed hands multiple times at higher and higher prices. And then, eventually, the prices crashed. But thankfully, when it happened, it did not devastate the Dutch economy, as some historians and storytellers suggest. You see, recent research reveals that when the prices were being set, the bulbs were being planted 
and there was no expectation that money would change hands until the tulips were blooming in May or June. This means that when the prices crashed in February 1637, buyers didn't lose anything. Well, that's not entirely true. <laughs> they didn't lose anything except their credibility. Relationships were devastated in a culture where word was bond. You see, buyers had promised to pay at a particular rate, but then they reneged when the prices crashed. And so, they didn't lose financially. The only people who lost financially were those who were awaiting payment, perhaps because they engaged in speculative pricing. But these people were well off and able to bear their financial loss, i.e. there wasn't nationwide loss. Therefore, to recent researchers, it's unclear why there are centuries-old myths of nationwide ruin. These researchers speculate that the stories may have emerged as a warning about greed and that this moral lesson was too important to be fettered by truth. By the way, speaking of stories of uncertain truth, there's even a story about how a Dutch merchant offered a sailor a breakfast of red herring. Apparently, the sailor noticed what he thought was an onion on the counter, and he stole it to eat with his herring. But unbeknownst to him, he didn't steal an onion, but a rare Semper Augustus tulip bulb that was worth a mini fortune. Now, is this story truth or fiction? In truth, we don't know, but it carries the same undertones of moral condemnation for frivolous wealth. By the way, as a sidebar, regardless if this story is true or not, it is true that tulips can be used as a substitute for onions. Tulips have a similar though milder taste profile than onions. <laughs> and on that note, we settle into story time. Tonight's story comes from Iran, and it's one of the world's oldest legends about tulips. It's also a love story that's reminiscent of Romeo and Juliet. Now, there are many versions of this story, and for those who don't know it, I'll link to one version in the description. And for those who do know it, <laughs> I've taken some liberties to soften the storyline and focus it on tulips being symbols of undying love instead of the Romeo-styled painful death. I do hope you like the snuggle close version. I'll see you soon with story time. <laughs>